That's the one thing all great teams have in common. Great coaching. Don't try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese broken, you'd stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Quack, 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 no! It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Everybody, it's more like a circumcision. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. Kevin is not here, but welcome to the Quiet Day Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. Who knows what Kevin's up to? Uh, he's he's building out his business empire. I don't want to say too much about it. I don't know if that will uh, if he'll get mad or not. So I'll just say he's he's building an empire. He's becoming a mogul. So good for Kevin. But for us little guys on the pod, I guess he doesn't have as much time for us. But that's okay. Tommy's back here. Don't have to go solo, which I appreciate. And speaking of the solo episode, so talked in the last episode about the great pieces of memorabilia, uh, told a few stories about how Tommy, we acquired that, um, we acquired that jersey, the signed jersey. And then I randomly acquired a different signed jersey. This was like years ago, though. And then... uh, just ask the question, what were some, what, what is the number one piece of memorabilia we could have? And we got some great answers. Uh, a, a few of my favorites, Bobby Ellis, the beer bottle that Bombay was drinking when he got pulled over. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, Shaggy. Uh, I think this is mostly coming from the discord. Some, some on Facebook, uh, Hans's cash register. Elsie uh, said the bandanas and, and the hockey sticks from the Bash Bros scene. I think the bandanas are a great choice. Excellent choice. Uh, Gonzalez said the Zamboni from D2. Eric, Bombay's limo from D1. Those are, those are I mean, just to buy a Zamboni is costly. So I don't even know how much that would cost. Uh, and then Tom said the OG duck call, which I mentioned in the previous episode. I, I do think that is my number one sort of realistic piece, I would say non-Jersey piece, uh, this is sort of the non-Jersey category, would be the OG duck call uh, that Bombay uses. Tommy, any thoughts on your number one piece, if you could acquire it, what it would be? Well, really good suggestions from everyone. I think um, the most realistic ones I heard were like the duck call and the bandanas. Those are like, oh, okay, yeah, I could see those like being pretty cool. Um, the uh, the beer bottle from Bombay for the DUI that's a good one like that would be a very interesting one, um, you know obviously a lot of the um a lot of the ducks is like um, there's a lot of fashion that we talk about and so we think about like oh you know would you want like Russ Tyler's backwards hat from D two or like you know um, the Team USA tracksuit yeah um, those were were excellent looking. Um, you know, I think um, the license plate from Gordon's car, this is just oh. win. Because, see, that's something that's like, that's made specifically for the movie. You can't really reuse that, right? So, like, a beer bottle, that's a prop. Bandana, costumes, whatever. You reuse them in other capacities. You know, hopefully they recycled that beer bottle. Um, but, you know, something like that would be pretty interesting to have. Yeah, the license plate is a really good one. Just when like, I could definitely see that in a frame, you know, on my wall somewhere. I think that's really good. The tracks, I would just wear that track suit. I feel like someone just needs to manufacture similar track suits. 
you you wore that around town you would get a lot of compliments yeah people would love it people would love it so yeah if, if there's anybody out there with like in you know a manufacturing facility in china or something that can make team usa junior goodwill games tracksuits you know where to find you have a customer yeah and i'm trying to think you know what would be like a game changers piece of memorabilia because in theory that might still be those like hanging out in a warehouse that's a good point is there like we sort of set game changers off to the side just because it was it, it did not capture the cultural consciousness as well as the regular one so i would i was assuming the originals would have more you know nostalgia value and monetary value but yeah it's a good question of like what that that's probably more realistic that we could acquire um i'm trying to think other than like jersey sticks gloves yeah and you know that like um in, in some of the the um the actors have, have told us like oh they, they got like a don't bother's jersey or whatever um you know and so they, a lot of times they'll be gifted but something from set um that's um significant to them so like you know are we gonna see a don't bother's jersey like you know creeping up around in 10 years like we see ducks jerseys now probably not i would say just but we'll say, especially because you can't watch it right now it's not like it can have a long tail like it's just gone i would say maybe for me, the no hockey sign that Bombay has in the Ice Palace, and then he takes mm -hmm. it off the wall. That would probably be number one. I'm realizing I'm kind of like a sign guy now. I'm I'm a sign or like framed thing guy. So well, that, yeah, that's good. You put it in your office, you know, and you can just kind of have your memorabilia. You know, I'm looking in my office. I've got I've got two things hung on the wall. One is a whiteboard, and the other is like a little uh, Futurama. A uh, poster thing. It's like an eight by fourteen. But yeah, not much going on in this office. You can tell <laughs> from my blank wall if anyone uh, has seen those videos. Yeah, I have. I'm in my bedroom. That's where my desk is. But I have a whiteboard, and then I have, I have some pictures of my dog, and then like a University of Michigan thing that are on the floor. I've not hung them up. I don't know if I will ever hang that up. Maybe that will be for yeah. house number two. Yeah, I, I like. There's just like so much shit in here that's like just kind of you put it to the side yeah and like and like how many times have you like moved basically since you like left college how many times have you moved how many different apartments or homes have you had good question so move when i first moved down to dallas i stayed in the same apartment for five years which was like too long it was a shit it was a bad apartment um, oh I, I remember <laughs> yeah that's where the that's, pod that's where the podcast was born you know that's we'd get the there at 2 a.m and record so after that, I had three apartments and then I moved into this house. So there's like four. So did you ever have like a box that you just kind of kept on like lugging? You didn't open it, but like you knew there was just like, you know, old like clippings of yours or like random things like, oh, one day I'll put like my high school diploma up and you just keep moving the box, but you don't open it at any, at any time because I've had a couple of those. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I feel like it's mostly clothes. It's like, oh, I'll like hang these up or I'll wear these one day. And then I just like they go in a drawer and then I move and they go in another drawer and it just never it never happens. Yeah, like one thing I've I've just been meaning to do is like just to, like clean out my like closet is like there's a lot of shirts that I'm just never going to wear again. But I will say that during COVID where I was just like all these T-shirts that I wouldn't really wear in public. I'm just like, I'll wear these at home. So I would just be wearing like. <laughs> metal tees and like basketball shorts around the house like every single day where i'm like i'm not gonna wear that outside 
Um, and so, you know, maybe there'll be another lockdown and I'm going to need my, um, you know, Exodus t-shirt that is um, comically big on me. Yeah. Hopefully not, I would assume. Or maybe if there's a lockdown, like a bunch of people don't die, but we'll see. That's a that's a topic for another day. Let's move on to the topic at hand. We're going to another Mighty Ducks minute. We're doing minute number 45 here. We almost came close to backing into another minute. We've done minute 47, but we've not done minute 46. So this is minute 45. This is 44 on the time stamp, 44 colon zero zero to 45 colon zero zero and we are in the prime of i guess training in d1 here goldberg has just been tied to the net and take a listen and then we will discuss here he's mixed up it's more like a circumcision Toad, will you come back here whatever do you man district five ready oh man i'm gonna die I'm gonna die. Hey! Oh, guys, would you Not say that? No, Goldie. Oh, please, no. Tommy, just your first impressions of this minute. So I wanted to mention minutes overall because I was thinking about it before we recorded. And, you know, Mike told me, this is the minute we're doing, you know. I go to watch it and it's like, I feel like we've never gotten, you know, a bad minute in terms of like, it starts in the middle of a, a scene and there's just no context. And then the scene ends and goes to another one. And it's just really hard. It's almost like just, I mean, the pacing is good. It's like this minute starts with like, like, yes, they've been training or whatever, but it very much starts with them lining up to, like, shoot pucks at Goldberg. Mm-hmm. It's not like in the middle, he's not like you go in and he's screaming or whatever. So you get the buildup and you get the payoff. You know, the only thing is, like, you you miss, like, if this was another, it was, like, 15 or 20 seconds longer, you would get, like, the, you know, them leaving him in the ice rink. Um, so I wanted to quickly say that, and and I don't know if that's, I mean, surely it's it's not deliberate, but it is, like, serendipitous for us. But yeah, instant reaction was, um, you know, this is like a fun scene. And I knew this would be kind of like in the middle of like, oh, they're training and they're like going to try to become good. Um, and, you know, this is you get some good Goldberg stuff. And then I was like, let me, let me look at like these shots. They're shooting at Goldberg. Bombay's <laughs> yeah. not getting anything on his. Yeah. Like he's I mean, he's an actor, you know, but wasn't super impressed with his form. Now, maybe he's taking it easy. But Mike wanted to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, that was the first thing I noticed. Just overall, yeah, from a minute standpoint, like it was kind of, I think, tough for us because uh, we're used to, you know, breaking down the costumes and like there's not much dialogue in here. And, you know, they're all wearing basically the same thing. We can have some discussion about um, their practice uniforms and whatnot. But um, yeah, so like I feel like out of 
the minutes we've done, this is probably on the lower end. But yeah, the shot, Bombay is like, he's choking up on his stick. Like the top hand is like further down on the stick than it should be. Yeah. And the first shot, he very clearly just sort of like flutters across. Um, some of the other kids have some shots that that go that miss the nest wildly and sort of flutter across. So these are not hard shots, at least at the beginning um, from Bombay there. So, yeah, that, that is definitely one thing I noticed. And then it seems like there's there's a few shots where it's like, OK, this this was the stunt double. And you could see some kids ripping some hard shots at it. But, um, yeah, I was. It, you know, it's kind of a classic scene. So I enjoyed seeing that again, but from like a, a pure breakdown standpoint, it was kind of tough. It did remind me of the story Sean Weiss told on our podcast. And he has subsequently repeated. I kind of didn't believe him until he told it somewhere else, but he he had like bad diarrhea in this scene and that they actually did tie him to the net and leave. And so... Uh, yeah, he was uh, kind of freaking out. He was like upset about that. But I will link to that story uh, in the show notes there. But he did recently tell that on a NHL sponsored podcast uh, right before a Once Upon a Time in Anaheim. So I, I believe it a lot more now. I thought he was just talking to us to be funny. But yeah, the we start with it with the Goldberg joke. It's more like a circumcision. Uh, I never really understood that as a kid and i would say not until i started doing this podcast that i really like took the time to break that down and really say okay this is a kid's movie and he's talking about circumcision a did you understand that you know when you were younger and watching it b did you find it funny and c do you think that would happen today if if the mighty ducks was made today you mean if they can't if they like rebooted the mighty ducks with like a bunch of 12 year olds and a call it something like where you're changing the game or something where they use a joke like that um so i, th- I think as a kid no i didn't get it but i mean i watched it so many times eventually i understood right and I, and I you know you i think you understand what a circumcision is pretty early in in life i figure um i'd be curious to hear from the quackalites when they uh, understood what a circumcision was but anywho um I, like now I, I think it's funny you know it's uh yeah. And and what's interesting is like Goldberg like mentions like his Judaism like many times in the movie, and uh, when we talk to um, you know, our rabbi friend on here, and it's like, hey, it's like there's a Jewish kid in this, and it's like they talk about like he has like some jokes about like like very good humored, good natured jokes about it, um, and so like that's uh, I think it's appreciated. Like, hey, there's clearly a you know diverse religion in this team. Yeah. And it wasn't like, you know, uh, a huge plot point or it didn't beat you over the head with it, but it was just a kid with other kids who was Jewish. So I, I guess yeah, that's it wasn't like, I, I'm going to miss the game because, you know, it's on the Sabbath or whatever. I can't play <laughs> yeah. until after sundown. Yeah. So, yeah, then we move on to them shooting the pucks at, at Goldberg. And then uh, there's a... I, I didn't fully appreciate until I watched this minute the like gun loading sound before when they're ready, aim and fire. Uh kind of jarring when you watch it outside of the context. But are you were you okay with it? I was okay with it. And think back like D one and D two, like they kind of had like sound effects like that. And 
think about like the the opening you know chase scene with like the guy who steals the purse it's like you know True. that and then when um mcgill makes like a gun motion at banks at the hockey game it's like the gun goes off it's like interesting like for for that and it's fun and do you like again like we're noticing it now and we're i think very aware of things like that but you know when you watch it as a kid or 20 years ago you're just like you you don't even register you just it like helps build the comedy or whatever yeah so yeah we have we have the shots and then goldberg you know realizes it kind of tickles it doesn't hurt uh the the closed captioning line of the minute which i did not know until i watched it with closed caption goldberg said i'm a dog i'm a crazed dog before he says i'm goldberg the goalie and then you have uh i really we can get into the practice jerseys unless you want to or the practice equipment i should say unless you want to get into anything else uh, last thing i want to say is you know matt doherty is less averman he's got a killer left-handed shot appreciated that and you know i don't know if he's naturally a lefty um but like the framing's very good um but yeah i, I appreciated that i i think i'd have to defer to some other folks so like is averman a lefty mm. we'll have to yeah we'll have to break it down sometimes they switch hands uh in the middle of the movie so yeah so you have these jerseys i don't have a problem with the different color practice jerseys but then you have these jofa helmets and some are red and some are black and some are blue. And these are all new things that they bought from Hans's warehouse. So I didn't understand why they weren't all the same cover color. And then they get to the game and they're wearing like purple with their, you know, D5 Ducks jerseys. And Goldberg has has like these red, white, and blue goalie pads. And then they get to the game and he's got, you know, the Ducks themed pads. Which means he's got two sets of pads. Every single kid has two sets of helmets. And I get it. It's a movie. You know, you don't want them to cover their face. So you don't have the cages and whatnot. But uh, Hans really going hard here. I would say really going above and beyond for what a peewee team really should have. Uh, when yeah, it comes to he equipment. wants their scrimmages to be good, you know, and some of that was thinking like, okay, it's like the size of the helmet, like red is this size, black is this size, etc. Oh. Um, but yeah, you want to have like when they're scrimmaging, you know, it's like, okay, you guys are in purple, you guys are in yellow today, that kind of thing. That's fair. The, the helmet size could be a good one. Yeah, maybe Hans ran out of stock and, you know, these are the practice helmets, so he goes for it. Um, yeah, but I think Goldberg really the real winner with with two sets of goalie pads. Those are expensive. Um, and then, you know, they do some drills and then we close it with really just before they leave Goldberg on the ice there. Um, anything stick out to you regarding the end or, or anything else in this minute you want to talk about before we go to the uh, the last thing that stuck out to me is um, Peter Mark. He is very small. <laughs> like if you watch it again, very small, but. He is like doing some good skating at the end of this scene. He's mm. like he's kind of like showing off a little bit, um, and it's like I appreciated that. So I, I think maybe he was one of the actors who's like, "Hey, I'm like, you know, I'm supposed to be playing this kind of like loser kind of guy, you know, small guy, you know." Um, but it seems like he might be a good skater, you know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, uh, I'm reading into that, or maybe I'm, I'm not analyzing it correctly. But you know, if you look at the scene again, 
you know, you see like the last 10 seconds of him, like kind of skating backwards and like cheering and everything looks like he's like, yeah, this is my chance to show off that I can skate. Okay. And it's actually Peter Mark. It's not like a stunt double. Pretty sure it is actually him because that is a tiny person. (laughs) Okay. I like that. I'm going to have to check it out. I did not notice that. Um, The only other thing I would say is Bombay is wearing like a sweater and like khakis on the ice. It wasn't necessarily like the the coach tracksuit attire. So I don't know if he just came from the law office, even though he's not supposed to be there or what. But uh, yeah, interesting coaching choice from Bombay. You figured part of that uh, shopping spree at Hans's sports shop could get him maybe, you know, a sweatsuit or something to to be uh, more comfortable out there. I, I can't imagine it's easy to shoot when you're, in like a little a nice little sweater and stuff like that but let's uh let's take a short break here and then we will come back with our mvps hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back. We have our MVPs. I, I have a heart out here, so I'm gonna we're gonna probably have to cut this off early. But MVP of the minute. This one's tough for me. Uh, uh, you might disagree. Tommy, your MVP. I think it's Goldberg, you know, funny lines, good delivery. Um, it's a turning point for him, you know, where he's no longer an embarrassment. Um and I, I think he um, he acts well. And, you know, again, Sean Weiss said he had diarrhea during the scene. And so good for him <laughs> for persevering. That's a good point. Yeah. If you throw that in there, that's really a, a heroic effort for him. Yeah. Goldberg was really the only one I could think of. Like, I couldn't think of anybody else who really um, stood out. Maybe maybe we give Peter Mark the honorable mention. But usually there's two or three for us to pick from. But Goldberg comes through. And wins the MVP. I'm gonna have to go back and look at the, you know, one last shout out. Um, okay. again to costume Bombay's brown sweater looks comfortable. Okay, See, maybe not super stylish, but it looks comfortable. Okay, well that was my point. Like, can he really, you know, do what he needs to do as a coach and really shoot the puck hard in in a sweater? But maybe it's stretchy enough where it's okay. So. 
Yeah. Well, honorable mention to to the brown sweater for uh, Bombay there. So there you go. You have a gold-breathing MVP, Peter Mark, honorable mentions. for and he, He's uh, gradually becoming more casual. Like, he's not wearing the suit anymore. Okay, now it's a sweater. And then soon it'll be like his, you know, cool, you know, mm, jacket. Good observation there. This is why we have Tommy. Tommy is the... He, he picks up on the details that really turn the Mighty Ducks into what it became today. So there you go. Like I said, I have a heart out here. So we're going to wrap it up early. No quack question. For us, thequacktech.com. Go there. Contact us at quacktechpod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash quacktechpod. Go to iTunes, Spotify, whatever podcast app you're listening on. Click the five-star button. I've heard other podcasts say click the follow button. So do that too. I'm sure that helps. Uh, yeah, follow, give us five stars, write a review. I th- I'm sure it all helps. So do what do what you want to do, but help us out a little bit. Uh, thanks to all our producers. Love you guys. Uh, though I think most recent producer is still Aaron, who came through executive producer. And I think he might have won the one who suggested when I called for the the contest, what some contest ideas so we could give away you know, some of this memorabilia. He said, why don't you just give it to the executive producers? I said, oh, well, I mean, it would probably get us more executive producers, but more, more to come on any future contests. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together.